Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome okay, to the Grindcast. Simon Area is here. Get ready. Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And I got my friend, Melanie, my neighbor, Melanie Mitro. Melanie, what's and up? And of how? course, we got Big Perm how in the house. Doing today? With the throwback Snoop Dogg Let's go. t-shirt. One <laughs> of my way. favorites when I was a kid. Shouldn't have been listening to that. I knew every word to that. I played it a hundred times over and over again. I think that's when I learned to, to memorize scripts and presentations. You know what I mean? Doing <laughs> yeah. doing stuff like that. But we, we are in for a uh, huge, huge treat. Yep. Uh, I have my neighbor, like I said, Melanie in the house, and she is one of Beachbody's top coaches uh, internationally. She has uh, way more followers than I do. Uh, she is a black belt in, in social media. And for years, you know, people were trying to tell me I need to meet you and, and uh, I need to. And I'm like, you know what? She lives right around the corner. And that's one of the positive things that that happened to me during quarantine is is developing a starting to develop a relationship with with Melanie, who I've started to learn from and mm -hmm. and uh, and have a relationship with. And we're getting ready to do dinner with yep. uh, Matt, the Matt and Nat show, yep. her husband's <laughs> Matt and, uh, and Nat. And uh, so but, but I'm just excited to expose uh melanie to all of our listeners and and a lot of entrepreneurs on here and and uh, melanie has built her deal from the ground up she has also chic influencer a consulting company that's that's doing real well and i know she has a lot of value to add she's a wife she's a mom uh two things i am not so she's able to <laughs> add some value and views yeah. that i'll probably never be able to bring you and perm definitely will never be able to bring you so melanie why don't you start out with uh Get, letting us know a little bit about who you are, you know, kind of where you came from, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, thank you so much for the warm introduction. I appreciate that. So I I grew up in Pittsburgh, um, actually about east of Pittsburgh. So I went to Penn Trafford High School is, is this area that I'm from, and I ended here, ended up here in the Cranberry area. Um, after I met Matt, my husband. So we sort of settled in this area. So I actually went to school and got an undergraduate degree in psychology. I have a master's degree in special education. Mm. And I worked full-time as the director of early intervention. So I did birth to three developmental therapy for kids. Um, and so we decided to have a family. And Matt and I really talked about our family plan. And I was pretty adamant that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. That okay. was my entire that goal. That was the vision. That was the okay. vision. Okay. I, I went to school. I got an education for the sole reason that I needed a backup plan, just in case I ever needed to fall back on it. But I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so we, we scrimped, we saved, we put everything we could into our savings so that I could leave my job. And so after having our second little boy... We turned in the resignation, we kind of went all in, and we had maybe $100 left in the bank account after the bills were paid at the end of the month. So it was like we were just barely getting by. Faith. faith. Yes, A lot of absolutely, faith. absolutely. And Matt was working really hard to kind of to climb the corporate ladder at his job. He was working at Heinz, and he was on the procurement team at that point, so he was climbing up through his career. And about six months into being a stay-at-home mom, I realized that this really wasn't <laughs> cut out for me, <laughs> you know, it was, and I didn't know that I would, I mean, I had planned my entire life around being a stay at home mom and it wasn't until I was in it that I really began to say, is this what it's really like? So 
for those of you women that are listening, you scroll Pinterest, you look at Instagram, you see this, these moms with these babies and these perfect lives. And, and that wasn't what it was. We were really kind of struggling. And so I, number one was about 30 pounds away from where I was before having kids. So I was trying to find myself in my own weight loss journey to lose the weight. And I had made a post on Facebook about eating celery and trying to lose weight. And that was the connector. So a, a girl that um, my husband and her husband are really good friends from high school, he reached out to, she reached out to me and said, hey, I can help you. And so that was really my first experience with Beachbody. And oh, she was with Beachbody? She was. Okay. So she was a coach. And so she got wow. me involved in Beachbody from the fitness side of it. And so before I responded to her message, because we didn't know each other very well, I went over to her page and just kind of creeped on who she was. She had two kids. She Her before photo was where I was at in that moment. Her after photo was exactly where I wanted to be. And the more I read her story and how positive and inspiring she was, I just... I just said yes, without even thinking, signed up, became a customer, lost over 30 pounds. And then I just found myself naturally telling other people what worked. And that was really when I started to kind of get into the direct sales business. So she invited me and I signed up um, three months later. And the very first team call that our organization hosted, it was the rewards, the recognition. It was this person was able to take their family on vacation because mm -hmm. of this business. This person was able to buy, you know, a house, their dream house because of the business. And it was like a light bulb turned on for me. And I thought I, I can do this too. And so that was really kind of this turning point of I had no idea what I was doing, no idea what direct sales was, had no idea how to run a business or grow or scale it on social. And I was just like, tell me more, tell me how I can do it. And that was really kind of where my business started. Um, so what do you, what do you think from there? You know, a lot of people start in that same mode yeah you know, never had no experience doing this right don't know exactly how to scale it from there you know what was the difference maker what do you think now that you've been in it 10 years yeah yeah in nine years nine, nine years, years yeah. you know what do you think was the difference maker for you versus you know other people that that don't make it because what people see is is you know melanie you know you you before i met you i you know your your house at the end of, you know, you go at the end of my street, you make a left and it's the, the first house that you see driving down the street. And I'm like, right. man, that's a really pretty house. I like the light brick. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wonder who lives there. It looks really nice. And so to, to see the life that you and your husband have built, you know, with your kids and, and all the outside stuff, yeah. you know, it's easy to say, man, I, I like, man, I, I want that. And I wish right. I had that. But what are some of the things that you know, maybe you think, well, you know what, this is now being in this a while. I see when I reverse engineer this, here's why I think I did well over time. And yeah. here's why I think some people mm -hmm. don't end up where I'm at. Yeah. Right from day one, the minute I knew that I wanted to go for the goals that I had had in my heart, um, I treated it like a business. So, you know, it's a commission based, it's team built and every, I can give myself a raise based on my work ethic. And so I recognized that right away. So I got myself organized, stay at home mom, didn't matter flip phone. So I didn't even have Wi-Fi at that time, you know? And so I pulled out the computer, you know, and I got myself organized. I got a calendar, a planner, started a binder. I mean, I treated it like a business from day one. Mm -hmm. 
It wasn't a hobby. Uh, and there was no plan B. There was no other option. I was going to change my life. That's huge. Yeah. Right there. I think just, you know, seeing that there's no plan mm-hmm. B yep. is, is such, I think so many people come into these type of businesses and they're like, all right, I'm going to try it out for yeah. a couple months, see how it goes. Yep. You know, and I always tell people this business, you don't try it out. Yeah. It's going to try you out. Right. And right. so when you make the, the, the decision mentally, you know, it's just like getting married. You yeah. know, it's like, I, I, we're, we're going to try out this marriage thing and, you know, see how it goes. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's not going to work. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it, it has to be, I'm prepared for whatever. Yeah. Because that ain't going to, you're not going to try that out. It's going to try you out. And, right. and so I think making that mental decision is the first thing that sticks out to me mm-hmm. of you saying, I had no plan B. Right. So I organized myself, but then I started to go all in yep. with no plan B. And, you know, I listened from the get-go. Personal development was a big part of our business model. So right from the get-go, Jim Rohn was somebody that I was listening to. Um, Eric Worre. There were a lot of people at the beginning. And it was always that, you know, if you have one foot in and one foot out, you're, you have to go. It's that 100%, no matter what. Give it a year. You know, and for me, it wasn't just give it a year. It was, you're going to figure it out. You're going to fail your way forward. Um, also, I will say that I made sacrifices. There is absolutely no way that you can build a business like this without making sacrifices. Because at the beginning, and I understood because I listened to what other people said to me at the beginning, you're going to work really hard for a little bit of money. You're going to work incredibly hard for those first sales. And I made $30 in my first month. So, I mean, I would, and I was hustling, you know, at the beginning. And so I was getting up early. So I was getting up before my kids got up, which is not something I did before. So 4.50 in the morning, that alarm would go off instead of, you know, hitting snooze or scrolling my my phone. I was getting to work. Um, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to yeah. grab these important points okay. that I'm hearing that I think now it comes natural to you and me. Yeah. But but it's not natural to sometimes people that are in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, what I'm hearing that's that stands out to me is you. You know, you were saying as you were, you you were starting in your first month yeah, and you're putting in a lot of work, yeah, but 30 bucks for the first month. I think there's a group of people that quit and give up on their dreams Mm -hmm. the moment that I've put in all this work and I didn't get immediately compensated for it because when you get into entrepreneurship, And there's a lot of, you know, you'll see these quotes out there that say entrepreneurship is, you know, living a few years like, you know, people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. And and it's like as soon as people are hit with those moments of they most people expect the a direct return right now. So I give you five dollars. I expect five dollars worth of value, you know, back right now. I put in X amount of time. I expect X amount of dollars back right now. And that's really not the way that true success works, whether it's basketball, boxing or business, that it's more upfront, hard work and hustle. And I'm going to give you the I'll give you the results down the road if you continue to put this type of work in. So I'm hearing you say that and there's probably a group of people that start out in their first month in your business or second month and they're like, all right, I gave it everything I had. I didn't get the immediate gratification right now. Can't see past 12 months from today. So I'm done. Right. And then the next thing I hear you start talking about is those sacrifices and getting up early, getting Mm -hmm. up before, you know, the children. And before that, you talked about, I started listening to Jim Rome. Yeah. That those things are small things that we speed through here that 
we could probably talk for an hour on. You know, right. I think if you don't control the narrative mm-hmm. in your mind in the beginning of, all right, I'm going to listen to these other successful people telling me yep. you go all in yeah. and those type of things. And then getting up early in the morning before the kids. So right. sorry to, to no, stop no, you there, but good. I think those are key points. Yeah. yeah, they are. And I just didn't. So The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson was another book. And I didn't just read but I applied. Mm. So, and I think sometimes we just read books because we're told we should read and we should listen. But when they said you, like even in the slight edge, it's you are the sum of your efforts repeated over time. And so it's easy to do the activities of building this kind of a business, but it's also equally easy not to. And so you have that that graph of either you're moving, you're trending upward or you're staying flat or you're dying, you know, you're going downward. And so I'd think about that. It's the it's me showing up every day. It is pressing play on my workouts. It is the invites that I send consistently. It's a social media that's consistent. It's not that one Boom. day, yeah, mm-hmm. I just had the viral post or the perfect <laughs> message. It was, I was building this trust and credibility over time and people were seeing me walk the walk and talk the talk. And so that built things up, you know? And so- yeah, so the sacrifices, my my alarm would go off half the time the boys weren't sleeping through the night and I had this mantra that I would repeat as I'd put my feet on the floor. I would say, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. And as I would walk to the kitchen, I would say, I'm willing to do what other people are not willing to do so I can have what other people wish they could have. Oh, yeah. come on. And you're <laughs> you living know, it right three, now. Yeah. And so it was hard. I mean, there were mornings where I was like, oh, God, you can do this. You know, jolt myself out mm-hmm. of bed. And so I would work as fast as I could go, always from a list, always very intentional. And then it was nap time. You know, I'd get the boys down for a nap and I'd go back to the computer. They'd go to bed at night. I'd go to the computer. No wasted time. No, it was very intentional. And then the weekends... I've, I've said this in, in speeches before, that Saturday and Sunday morning, Matt would be home from work because he was gone. He was gone from six in the morning to sometimes six at night or traveled. So it was just me a lot during the week. And so the weekends, he would get the kids up. I'd get up at five on Saturday and Sunday. And so if you, I would work five to nine. So if you add that up, those hours, you know, those three to four hours times two weekends, times 52 weeks. I That was my slight edge in my business, right? That was me getting ahead of the 400 people. extra hours yeah. a year. Yep, yeah. So that was me getting ahead of the people that were like, I need to people sleep People want in. it. Yeah. And, they're mm-hmm. like, and then you hear, oh, yeah. weekends, <laughs> four hours on the weekend, yeah. five to nine. Yeah. That's the stuff that yeah. people understand nine to five, not five to nine. I know. You know, that's where the money's yeah. at. You know, that's where yeah. you really start to make a difference is, is in that five to nine. So right. we worked weekends. Yeah. In the I mornings, did. grinding it out. Yep. Because I had to be mom during the day, yep. you know, during the yeah. week. I mean, I was so I was willing that was the sacrifice that I chose. I will be honest with you, I didn't watch TV for many years. Yeah, just because I would rather have read personal development or watched the webinars and the trainings and learn. And so that's just where I was at at that point. And I had a big vision. I didn't want a small business. I wanted to completely change our lifestyle. And at that point, when I started, we lived in a three bedroom townhouse and my office was a desk that like the one leg was broken. I think I had a pole that was kind of holding it up Mm. and I was hanging out with the cobwebs. It was like a storage room behind our garage was where I worked and I had my vision board. There was a piece of poster board and pictures cut out from a magazine of what I wanted, single family home, backyard for the kids to play, swing set, you know, for the boys, um, you know, fence for the for the dog, 
wanted to pay off our student loans. And so I would look at that every morning and say, this is, I'm making these sacrifices now so I can have those freedoms Absolutely. later. And now I'm, I'm sure you had to have doubters or, you know, mm-hmm. people that doubted you in the beginning. Of, right. Okay. So you got a master's degree. Yeah. You got a psychology degree yeah. and you're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> network, mar- yeah. network marketing. Yeah. You made $30. Yep. You got, you could have made that at McDonald's. You know, right. you didn't need a master's degree for that. So I'm sure you had to hear mm-hmm. some of that. Yeah. Al- along the along the road how did you kind of drown out the the doubt that right. others would have in you or maybe even crept into your own mind at, yeah. at, at some times and control that narrative so my biggest doubter was my husband so Ooh. matt was actually matt, the uh, worst right yeah. and so that was about 18 months of him going out of his way to make it difficult for me to work oh. So he would, yeah, he was not supportive whatsoever. He actually said, when I signed up to do the business, he said, if you want a job, we'll put the kids in daycare and you can get a real job. And so that was the comment. And so it wasn't, it was just, he didn't understand. It wasn't that he was trying to be a jerk, but I had to prove myself. And so I had to, even the people closest to me that love me the most, I had to be able to say, if I want their support, I need to prove myself. Mm-hmm. For Matt, I had to show him the money. So if I was going to work, I had to produce the income. So I was very focused on what were the income producing activities versus the time wasters or the things that were safe and easy to do. So I knew that it was literally, I just had to prove my prove my worth, prove, prove my heart, prove that I wasn't going to quit, um, had to drown out. I really put a lot of distance And sadly, some of those people were family members at first. I had to really put some space because they were really negative. And the more that I was investing in my own personal growth and mindset, the more I realized it was toxic. So I didn't say anything. I just distanced. Uh, I started to really surround myself with a different community that sort of was lifting me up and encouraging me to to do more with my life. And so that was hard because that meant a lot of my friendships and dynamics changed. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, so crazy. I I, I, yeah. Right before I before I met with you, I had a lunch with uh, with the dog check camp. Some mm-hmm. some of the one of my guys had a lunch, and he wanted me to come and talk yeah. to some of his people. And uh, one of the last things that we talked about was separating yourself, you know, from mm-hmm. people that are bringing negativity, you know, to yeah. you. And some of those times, it's friends. A lot of times, it's 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 family. And I've been through the same experience. Yep. And you know, yeah. he and I grew up. Giovanni Perm, and he'll tell you, I distance myself. You know, yeah. I distance myself from a lot of people, from most people, and you wouldn't see me as often. And mm-hmm. and that's hard. It's hard to understand, yep. and it's even hard to do when it's people that you like. You yep. know, it's people that you that that you care about, and then then you value those those opinions. But you know that whole saying: if if you hang around four millionaires, you're going to be the fifth. If you hang around four drug addicts, you're going to be the fifth. Whatever. Yeah. You, you got to get into that environment mm-hmm. you know even even a friend of mine is he's uh pursuing a career as a professional fighter he's 24 years old he's heard some of the same things you know it's stupid why don't you get a real job blah 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 and he moved to florida mm-hmm. and he lives in a dorm with other men pursuing this dream okay and not from around his friends not around people cutting hair not around mm-hmm. people that are you know sweeping or cutting grass like i'm around 24 7 world-class fighters yep. in order to pursue that that life and i think mentally 
what you're saying is a lot of what I was saying to them is, is if you're pursuing a dream or, or a major goal, it's going to help you to cut out. You're going to have enough negativity come your way right. from failures yep. because success is moving from failure to failure without losing motivation. Absolutely. So you're going to have enough failures. You're going to have enough let down. You're going to have enough mental stuff that you got to go through rather than entertaining the, the negativity. But then it's getting around a community, like you said, getting right. around. And then, you know, I've heard, I don't know about you, but I've heard people say things like, uh, you know, it's like a, a cult, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, you just you brainwash people, and, yeah. you know, and, and, and I always say, you know, cult is short for culture. Yeah. And, and so I look at it as it's just getting in the right culture. And then I needed my brain washed. Yeah. I needed my brain washed of how to think average to thinking on a level that a lot of these other people yeah. were, were, th- were thinking of. And, you know, I got that, too. I got that by a lot of people. What is it that she's doing? Like, what can't you just go back to normal? But it makes people uncomfortable when you level up. It makes people incredibly uncomfortable. And so instead of looking inward and looking at themselves and saying, how could I better my own life? It's just easier to put you down for the things you've chosen. And so when you remove that layer and you say their opinions have nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with what they're struggling with on the inside. You just begin to understand, you know, and you begin to understand, okay, this is just, this is not a healthy environment. And, and because I do health and fitness, we see that a lot because people, it's much easier for people to say, why do you have to eat healthier? Why do you have to exercise all the time? Because they don't want to change their behavior. Right. So we put you down. Yeah. How long was it before you could say you had support from Matt? Um, it was 18, about 18 months, year and a half. Yeah. So there's another pivotal moment. I was going to ask that too. That's not easy. It's not easy to go from, I know it's hard. Yeah. 18 months of, all right, person that I live with that I spend, I want to spend the rest of my life with father of my kids. He's not even a believer, you know, right now he's not even a supporter, but I'm going to make him a supporter, you know, over time. There's not many people that are going to go through that like right. you and and stick with it and believe and then yeah. all of a sudden win that you know trust o- over time from right. their spouse so you know that that's a question that i get all the time like how do you get your spouse to buy in yeah or, or support you if you know they don't really you know support okay. you and stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean how did you do it how did you like yeah. what were the mental conversations to yourself going on 18 months is different than 18 hours i mean shit, 18 <laughs> hours in an argument with your spouse that can ruin your whole day you know, I know. what i mean i mean that's yeah. like that's bad 18 it, hours 18, 18 days oh. that's a long time yeah 18 weeks that's a long that's ass a long time. time 18 yeah. months I know that takes some real yeah. strength to be able to getting up get every through, day, just making through. sure you're trying to get it. Yeah. How did you do it? Okay. So, um, I would say the biggest thing is I didn't push the products on Matt. I didn't say he had to start using beach body workouts or I just sort of did my own thing. I let him watch, but I can remember ver- very early on thinking, all of a sudden I went from watching TV every night and hanging out on the couch with you to being in my computer 24-7. I bet he wonders what I'm doing on here all the time and who I'm talking to yeah. because that's a little odd. Yeah. So I started flipping my computer around. Sure. 
And I started to say, look, I helped this person change their life or look, this person on my team just, you know, paid their car payment with their business. So I started to kind of involve him. So that was step number one. And then I remember thinking, okay, he's really good with business and numbers because he that was his kind of his thing and spreadsheets and I am not. So I asked him to build me a spreadsheet of my income progression which made him have to go into my back office, download my my income, look at my numbers, make oh, yeah. a projection. So I started to get him involved in ways that were his gifts that maybe, you know, he didn't want to post on social media. Okay. He doesn't do any of that hardly at all. And so I started to incorporate him that way. The next thing I did was reluctantly, I took him to our first big annual conference. When I say reluctantly, we got on the airplane to Vegas and I said, if you call this a pyramid scheme (laughs) to people in public, I am sending you home by yourself. Like you are going back home. I mean, I was really nervous to take him because I mean, it was that bad. And so being there, the first thing we did was we went to the pool all the team was there and they knew that he wasn't a supporter and there were a couple of other husbands whose wives i worked closely with and they knew and so they went over they introduced themselves and it was like oh your wife does this oh my wife and so all of a sudden it was like oh okay so yep conversation and the other husband was like you realize your wife is really good at this like she is a rock star and he started to say this is where she could be next year if you just like let her go so again another little seed was planted Mm -hmm. and we would stay up till four or five in the morning and i would get up and go to these big group workouts you know we would party all night and and he would watch me do this i was so disciplined i did not miss a session i didn't miss a training i went to every seminar that i could go to at this conference and he ended up coming into the auditorium and heard the ceo speak And it was sort of at that moment where he realized, oh, this is a legit business. And a lot of the corporate things that we learn about business are also sort of here in this space. And so that trust was built. My dedication and discipline, the company being around the other Mm -hmm. people. Where do you think that discipline came from? You know, I I don't know if you've dug in any uh, Jocko stuff, Jocko Willink. He was Mm -hmm. the Navy SEAL guy. Okay, Um, But he got a couple good books that he spoke at our last one of these uh, company conventions and and his whole mantras is discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And so right now, you know, what you've created for yourself is a lot of freedom. Right. Through discipline. Yeah. Where, where did that discipline come from? Because you you were like, I went to all the workouts, Mm -hmm. I got up in the morning, I did all that. It's like, how often do you get some of your people that have so much talent and you know, they could do it. And you're like, just, I know, just, I wish I could just just zap you with this discipline. (laughs) Like if you could just uh, apply this discipline, you could be as good or better. Right. Right. Where does that discipline come from? Uh, My upbringing for sure. My parents. So both my mom and dad were the kind of people that you can have anything you want, but you have to be willing to work for it. That was the message that was drilled into me. They never told me I couldn't do something. I just had to work for it. I believe that by them never letting me quit anything that I committed to. Mm. So I decided to play softball one year. (laughs) Not my thing. I was picking daisies in the outfield, but I had to finish the season. If I didn't like uh, everything, dance, choir, I'm everything all the way up through. So that just became, and I teach my kids that. I I mean, and also when you say yes to something, it's a responsibility. You have to see that through. And so that my parents just very much taught me 
that's how you get anything you want not in life. quitting yeah not quitting. Into work yeah. And not quitting i think absolutely more people you know I, I, you know I'm a, I'm a maxwell fan so yeah. you know one time i heard him say have you ever i've never met someone that quit their way to the top yeah you ever see an interview and they're like hey so melanie how did you do it and they're like well I just quit. You know, a lot of times when things got hard, I just said, screw it. I'm done with it. We're done with this shit. The people that you see winning, they're they're people that have these stories of, it was rough, but you continue to go. And and it's that commitment of, you know, give it a year. You know, like you were saying, I I mentally, I gave it more than that. But I have a couple friends that have had a lot of success in in similar business to us. And they've been in a a situation where they've said, you know what, I'm going to give this everything I got for a year. And I think even a year is a good, if you can give it an all in all out year without quitting that season. So many people quit during softball season, you know, when they've already committed so many people quit during the season when it's like, all right, you haven't even given it a year. You Mm -hmm. don't even know. It's not for me. How often do you hear? It's not for me all the time, right? All the time. That's bullshit. It it ain't for me. No, you just, you, you, you think that, it's supposed to be easy. So if it's not easy, then it must not be for me. But I think what people got to realize is all the things that, 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 that are going to be great in your life, Mm -hmm. whether it's kids didn't sleep all night or Matt didn't support me in the beginning, Mm -hmm. or I'm building this business or whatever, anything is going to be that stuff that I got to go through some stuff. That's not easy. Yeah. And getting through that type of stuff is not that it's not for you. Yeah. It's that that you can push through those moments that most people quit, most people give up. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's what I heard from from mm-hmm. you. So yeah. so you won over the the support. Yeah. Now now, now you're having a lot of success. We kind of skipped through some months. some stuff, but you know, now you got you're juggling, you know, the the business, mom, wife, all that. Yeah. How important is scheduling? <laughs> you know, things for yeah. you, like, or you, you, you said, I, you know, I got a planner in the beginning. Yeah. I started getting organized. How yep. important is that stuff? So I was awful at, at boundaries at the beginning. I was working 24 seven, you know, I did nice. have a to-do list, but I was working a lot. So I will tell you that, um, the moment that I got organized was really the moment that everything changed because not everything's important. You can't focus on everything all at the same time. You have to prioritize. And so having small kids, having a spouse, you know, having a a job, I needed to have a game plan every single week. And so for me, it's my meal planning happens on Sunday. My food prep happens on Sunday. My my calendar, everything that my kids have going on, everything that I have going on at that time, everything Matt had going on went into a master calendar on Google and everybody was synced, right? My husband and I were synced together. Everybody has the schedule. Yep. Right. So yep. he has it, you have it. Yep. Master calendar. We could see where everybody's yep. going, where everybody's supposed to be. Right. And okay. on Sundays we would have this conversation. Okay. These are my evening appointments. This is when I need you to get the kids ready for bed or you're gonna have to cook dinner this night or I'll be home. So it was just no more of this winging it. We were very planned and scheduled, mm-hmm. but also on the left side of my schedule was my goals. So if I knew that that week I had a sales goal I needed to hit or a recruitment goal I needed to hit, I was looking at my calendar saying, what are the activities that need to happen this week to make 
sure that by Sunday of next week, that goal has happened. Mm. So it was no longer just blocking out, this is when I go to work. It was, this is what I'll do for the first 20 minutes. This is what I'll do for the next 30 minutes. And so it was very much I could see. So when I sat down, I didn't just go, who should I talk to today? I already knew. So Sunday planning became essential to my week going the way I wanted it to in That's the so outcome. huge. Not only not only right. in that part of the schedule saying work. Yeah. But here's right. the activities that I'm going to do. Yep. And the time. Times. And I think time, the amount yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have eight hours to build your business, you're going to spend all eight hours. But is it, do you really need all of those eight hours? Could you, I used to race against the clock. I'd say, okay, I think my kids are going to nap for an hour and a half. And it was how many invites can I get out in that time? And so I remember typing so fast that my elbows would start mm-hmm. to hurt. But it was, you only have a limited amount of time. How much can you get done? Can you try to make that more efficient and faster? And so I do think not only mm-hmm. did I plan, but I tried to drill that down and get rid of the fluff in between there too. So planning is everything. And then reflecting on it. If you hit your goals, why? If you didn't, why didn't you? And then you refine it for the next week. People that have been successful in uh, Beachbody, in your opinion, what, 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 is there any traits that you think mirror each other? You know, that you're like, you know, a lot of these people, you know, everybody's going to be different, you yeah. know, different color hair, different mm-hmm. backgrounds, different states. And, yeah. but you know, these things seem very similar between the people that have success. Is there anything that, that stands out to you? Okay. So I would say confidence in self, you know, that belief in myself that I am the right person for the job mm-hmm. and that no matter what, I will figure it out. It's sort of that resilience to failure, that confidence in their self. So I think that's kind of number one. Second thing is they're not afraid to do the dirty work. Like they're not above doing all of the stuff that actually builds a solid foundation. So getting in your inbox, having lots of conversations, talking to people, getting on the phone. So, and doing a lot of those things. Cause I think people like to stick to what's fun and pretty mm-hmm. and that really doesn't get results. So I think that's a big one. And then Come on, talk to me about that for a minute. What, what, what do you mean? People like to stick to what's fun and pretty. Yeah. And that yeah. doesn't really always get results. Um, so I guess in my industry, it is uh, graphics. So making pretty social media posts, right? You know, so, cause that's one of the things that we do. So that, you know, the fun events, sometimes people just, they want to go to the fun events, they want to earn them, but they don't want to do the work to get there. You know, so it's the fun stuff. It's the nights out, it's the parties, it's the team calls. Cause team calls are great. It's training, it's work, but it's not really what's driving the bottom line. So people that aren't succeeding, they're spending all of their time, they're reading books, but they're not applying it. They're getting on calls, but they're not applying it. They're going to the meetings, but they're not doing anything afterwards, right? So you see those people that are successful, they only pay attention to what they need at that time. They're not distracted by the shiny objects. They're like their head is in their own lane. You've got your blinders on. I don't care what Sally Sue next door is doing. This is my goal. You know, this is my mission. So, and then just... Also, the ability, the top people in the company, they have this ability to not just recruit from a sales point of view, but they have an ability to lead other people. And that's a switch because you can sell, but leading and teaching that and duplicating that is a totally different skill set. And you really have to learn to kind of balance the two as you're kind of making that transition into leadership. And that's a hard skill to really harness. How do people, how would they start to 
transition into leadership? Like what qualities, what things do you think they could do to strengthen their leadership abilities yeah. and levels yeah. and stuff like that to somebody listening? So I think from day one, you look at yourself as a leader. Oh. So whether you lead one person, one follower, one friend, one family member, you are a leader from day one. You really begin to think about it that way. And John Maxwell has the um, 21 laws of leadership. And I always recommend that to new people because you have to start thinking about that right from the beginning that I am a leader and I have influence no matter what is getting deposited into my bank account or what rank I am in the company. I'm still a leader from the get go. So you have to work on that. That's a skill. And then once I started to develop a team, I began to understand that everybody has different personality styles, started reading books about how to mentor people who are different learning styles from myself. Huge. And so I started to customize my strategy for those people right from the get-go. So as soon as I realized I had a weakness, I went and found a resource. I didn't wait for somebody to teach it to me. I went out and found it. And Huge difference it. right there. Yeah. That, that, that mentality of instead of waiting for somebody to teach me, yeah. I'm going to go out and find the answer. I see I have a weakness. Let me go out and find that yep. answer. Most people wait on right. it to come to them or they blame or yeah. they complain or you know, yep. or whatever versus taking ownership and saying, all right, yeah. I'm weak in this area. Instead of waiting for my manager to teach it to me or my leader to teach it to me or saying, yep. no one ever taught me that or no one ever worked with me on that. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and find a way right. to make it happen. So, I, I knew you were a big deal when uh, I went to London Speaking of oh, John yeah. Maxwell, at that exclusive event last year, there was like where was less, it at? less than London. The, the, where at though? What do you mean? You had a dinner there? Oh yeah, at the, at that uh, Windsor Windsor Palace, <laughs> Windsor Castle, where the prince Sweet. and all of That's them. That's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. nasty. That's that was sweet. one of the one of the dinners and. And uh, we got to meet some of the family, the royalty, and all of that stuff. Wow. It was it was a exclusive event. You had to get background checked, and I mean, it was like wow. real deal. And less than a hundred people. And um, one of the people that was there that I took a liking to, energy, vibe well, was Tracy. Yep. Uh, Tracy Morrow, I yep. believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she was one of the top beach body coaches. And I forget how we got onto it. I know where we were at, though. We were, you know, we were walking outside this this place that had all these jewels, and nobody's supposed to be in there. And we had guards, and it was cold outside. It was it was mm -hmm. cool. We were walking, and we started to talk and all of that. And I told her I was from pittsburgh and we were talking i asked her what she did and you know she told me beach body and i'm like you know i think my neighbor <laughs> is supposed to be really good and you know up there in in uh beach body and yeah. you know she's like what's her name and i'm like melanie but i, I you know i i couldn't answer. so i started texting people yep. and I, I don't know if it was my wife or dr finn you know yeah. responded yeah. back and was like you know told me i'm like melanie mitro mitro yep. you know pointing to her she's like oh yeah she's a beast you know she's a stuff i'm like <laughs> i'm like she literally lives right around the corner you know from my That's house cool. and i'm like yeah. all right That's we cool. gotta we gotta meet this chick do you do you have any things you know near and dear to your heart as far as like charities or you know anything that's you know special you know to mm -hmm. you of, of things that you like to help yeah uh what would one of those things be so my very best friend and my business partner katie ersta um she was diagnosed with stage four hodgkin's lymphoma um right after having her second little boy and we were right in the thick of building our businesses together 
And we have done a lot with the LLS because of that. And she actually ran for Women of the Year. Oh. And we raised over $70,000. She raised it. She raised I got to be a part of that campaign. Um, and a lot of the things that we do, you know, Amazing. here in Pittsburgh for the LLS. And she's five, six years cancer-free now. Um, so we do a lot. Yeah, LLS um, I, for sure. I wanted to, you know, just for your time, I wanted to make a contribution to something you know, yeah. close to you for, for the, the hour. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's, that's something we can yeah. contribute to, but the, the, uh, I'll double it. If you can, if you can guess <laughs> what big perms real name is, I'll give you, oh I'll give gosh. you three guesses. This is, this is, this has been going on. Three so. guesses. No Let's one, see. no one gets it. No, no one gets it. No. So don't feel there's, there's, there's no don't pressure. Feel bad. Don't there's feel no bad. pressure. Okay. Three, because no one gets it. No one Nobody gets it. So no, no we'll one gets it. it. I don't think anyone even from home really knows your real no. name. So, really. so it's 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 big perm. Okay. Has nothing to do with his real name. With his real, real name. name. That's not going to be a, a clue. Okay. Um, you can nope. ask for one hint. I haven't been given yeah, any no clues hints. or hints. Yeah, you no can hints. ask for one hint. Let's give her one, one clue or hint. If she asks okay. for one, you can ask the the, the question. Okay. Uh, three guesses. Oh gosh. Let's see what okay. you shoot come it. Up with. Let's go. Melanie, you got this one. Come on. Oh God! Is it Mikey? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it Joseph? Close. No. Oh, I was but close. no cigar. No, you are getting there. You're close. If you uh, ask for a hint, it, if you a, ask for a yeah, hint, yeah, give me a hint. If you ask for a hint, you give might get what, what type of hint? Uh, Hispanic. He's Hispanic. Oh shoot! That's a hint. Come on, Melanie. You got it. I see you got it. I'm gonna get it wrong. No shady stuff. I see Perm looking over there. He, no, no. Is he'd it? give you the answer and ask no, for half the money. I want to. No, I, I want to say, say uh, <laughs> Josiah. Oh, that was, that was three. You though. were the closest. That was the closest. She three. was the closest so far. Three. Okay. 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 Next one. We. It's we Jose. It's, it's Jose. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. Jose. It was close. It was close. Jose. Yeah, close. Jose. Big Perm. That's 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 where we come up with. So Big Perm was off of off of Friday. Okay. Yeah. That's where we got that off yeah. of big, yeah. big perm, big yeah. worm, yeah. and all that stuff. So, <laughs> so, so, Melanie, how can uh, how can people get in touch with with you? And, mm -hmm. and listen, I would recommend. This, how does Matt feel now? I I, I have to know. Oh, I, yeah. I have to know how Matt feels now. Oh yeah. So Matt actually um, left his full time job, mm. and so he's stay at home dad, mm. and hundred percent supports me. He's my he's my biggest cheerleader. Absolutely. How long have you been doing this for? Um, nine years. Nine years. Yep. Eighteen months. No way. Now nine years. Yep. Good there for you. Are. Love yeah. it. Yep. So essentially, he's, he's retired from for <laughs> his corporate job, and, Works and for you guys kind of team Ooh, up. And, we do. And Love do it. your deal. That's it, cool. From no support to right to work to support, and Love we're working it. together yeah. on this thing. Yeah, and it wouldn't work without him. Mm. So now he's my no wing, he's no my way. wingman. Yeah, he um he cooks. He does all the laundry. He does all the school pickup, but. He is like that's the, enough. Cut her off. Yeah. He's making me look bad, Giovanni. <laughs> Shout out to Matt out there. Good job, I know, buddy. I know. But we host events together, so when that's we amazing. do any team retreats, he is hospitality. You know, he is. We everybody calls him Travel Dad. He cooks, makes sure everybody has a cocktail, makes sure everybody has a great time. He's Mr. Personality. He loves it. He lives for the events and the get-togethers, and amazing. that's why he's so excited for dinner. Because anytime he can just. 
hang out with people. He just loves people. Love so, it. yeah. So, so cool. This is, she's winning on all levels. All levels. You know, yeah. it's, it's uncomfortable to, to talk about sometimes yeah. when you go through, through the journey. But I'll, I'll tell you, you know, this, she is, she is not only successful as a wife and, and a mom and all that, but we're talking millions here in business this ain't like she made a hundred grand a beach right. body and you know wow. kind of able to pay her bills and pay down some debt yeah. this is this is someone doing it in her 30s at, a, at a major 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 high level we're talking millions here so mm. yeah. I, I don't recommend often you know my team especially you know people to say oh you should watch this woman or you should right sign up for her stuff or you know any of that stuff and i recommended it you know, to not only our women, but just people, yeah. you know, in, in our business, because I'm learning, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always trying to pick her brain and absorb stuff and all yeah. of that stuff. So how could, how could someone follow you? Mm -hmm. um, because she, ins if you guys think I'm decent on social media, she blows <laughs> me away. I tell you that all the time. You yeah, just, does, yeah. I cheat. I look at her stuff and I'm like, <laughs> It's pretty fire. I'm going to just switch it up a little bit and try to make some of that my own. I'm learning from you. So I want to see your social dance media. moves on, on Reels. That's your oh, no. that's your homework assignment. No, I passed that oh, no. off to Perm. He said, oh, no. I yep. passed that yep. off to Perm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but maybe. So, maybe. So we, yeah. uh, how, where do they find you? How can they find you? You have, yeah. uh, well, tell them about some of the mentorship stuff sure. that, that you do and the consulting okay. and all yep. that. I'm most active on Instagram. So Instagram, it's just Melanie Mitro. You can follow my business, which is Chic Influencer. That's on Instagram as well. You can find um, all of the things that we do at chicinfluencer.com. How do you so, spell that? Because, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. like yeah. I had to tell my friend today, it's you know you got chic. your master's degree, yeah. right? So my <laughs> friend Vasu, he posted something and I said, you know, I said, play, praise the Lord for AIL. I said, because I don't even, two of these words you put up here, I don't even know. I had to Google what they meant. So yeah. chic, a lot of people, if they're like me, they might not be able to spell yeah. chic. Right. They may yeah. think exactly. it's S-H-E-E-K. -E -E yeah, you know what I'm and we get chick, like. chick yeah. influencer. Chick influencer. Yes, we do. C-H-I-C. Oh. C-H-I-C. Yeah. I know, we get, we get chick from all the guys. And, and what do you chick. do there? All right, so we do business consultations. So we've really been helping people that have a business idea launch Don't it. Don't you have a podcast? I do. Sweet podcast? I do. I have. She never invited me on. Purpose. I have. Oh. Um, oh, <laughs> I will get you on there. <laughs> really? Are you sure you're not on my podcast? Oh, you spoke on my team. On the team, yeah. To my team. That's right. All that right. was our first date. Put that she want to try me out. So let me yeah. see what you do with this small group of women <laughs> yep. over here. Yep. And then we'll see. <laughs> so my podcast is Women Inspiring Women. Oh. So. Okay. So okay. we can that explains, that explains it. it right there. <laughs> yep. But I have a second one. It's make chic happen. Okay. Uh, so I do that with my business. We can make partner. shit happen. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we can make shit happen. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Should sure. do that. But we do business consults. So we we help people with their growing, their scaling a lot through social media. That's really our thing. So business plan, um, how to get your business idea out there through social, Facebook, Instagram. Um, blogging, LinkedIn. Uh, we do small group mentorships. So we actually do like an eight week how to grow scale, you know, your business. And we have um, a community where we help people with social media and strategy and marketing. So, I mean, everything from like 30 bucks 
yeah. a month to you know thousands of dollars Absolutely. a month depending yep. on yeah we what do one on one one on one small group large group um, we really kind of tailor and customize it and we just opened up another part of our business which is media management where we're actually managing small businesses um, social media for them since wow. that's really our that's our sweet spot and that's what we love doing and that's really for me I built my business entirely off of social media my entire network marketing business was Facebook yeah. and Instagram YouTube. And yep. my podcast. Wow. Yeah. And you could teach that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, and I've taught my downline to do that. And now I get to teach other business owners to do it too. How many Boom. people you got following you on Instagram right now? 93,000. That's a lot. Yeah. Almost 100,000. I'm a getting lot. there. You throw a party at 100,000. It's 100, like yeah, That's a big one. It's slow. Yeah. And then we'll go past there. that. Yes. But, but, but 100,000, yep. that got to be a big, big point. Yeah. A big yeah. win for you. It is. It is. You know? Every milestone. Yeah. I got like the a little junior varsity award. <laughs> I remember when we passed 10,000, <laughs> yeah. I was all excited. 100,000. Yeah. yeah. Over here. So, But the podcast. Yeah. One more time. What are the two podcasts? Yeah. Um, that they could find sure it's women inspiring women women inspiring women and then make chic happen make chic happen yep c-h-i-c you got it not s-h-e-e-k yeah. happen okay <laughs> all right melanie i just want to thank you for uh coming on the grindcast and sharing your story and inspiring some of the people out here and uh sure. may god continue to bless you on your journey sure of inspiring and helping other people and i'm so glad that you stuck with it and didn't quit mm -hmm. and didn't tap during the midst yep. of adversity in the beginning so keep it up keep making chic happen mm -hmm. thank thanks you. for joining us on another episode of the grindcast get ready it's a new, new day, day. Count money, yep. man. Money, man. Stack riches. riches. Try, try, told, try and told him i'm a beast bud.